11.02 a.m. My name is Anna Van Degna, and this is a regular meeting of the Oversight Board for Monday, September 26, 2022. I'd like to wel welcome the members of the public who are streaming or listening to us live and to the staff and guests who will be participating in today's meeting. Following the guidelines set forth by local and state officials during this health emergency, the members of the Oversight Board are meeting remotely to ensure the safety of everyone, including members of the public. Thank you all for joining us. Madam Secretary, please call the first item. Thank you, Madam Chair. The first order of business is item one roll call. Board members, please respond when I call your name. Board member Correct. Present. Board member Lee. Here. Vice Chair Ely. Here. And Chair Van Degna. Here. Board member Williams is absent, but all other members of the board are present. Madam Vice Chair, we have a quorum. Please note that a seat for the city and county of San Francisco and the San Francisco Unified School District are vacant. The next order of business is item two, approval of minutes, regular meeting of September 12th, 2022. Madam Chair. Do we have any comments on the minutes from the board members? I see none. Um, Madam Secretary, do we have members of the public who wish to speak on this item? If there are any members of the public wishing to comment on the minutes, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2493-736-7937, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star 3 to submit your request to speak. If you are already on the phone with us and would like to provide public comment, please press star 3. If you're using the WebEx app or have logged into WebEx, please locate the raised hand icon and press that to submit your request to speak. Madam Vice Chair, it does not appear, oh, excuse me, Madam Chair, it does not appear we have any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Okay, hearing no uh, request to speak on the item, I will close public comment. Board members, can I get a motion to approve the minutes? I'll move to, to approve. This is Director Lee. Thank you, Director Lee. Do I have a second? Second. Thank you, Director Corbett. Uh, Madam Secretary, could you please take roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item 2A, the minutes. When I call your name, board member correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. Yes. And Chair Van Degna. Yes, Madam, Madam Chair, the vote is four eyes, one absent. Thank you. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item three announcements, announcement of public comment procedures. Please be advised a member of the public has up to three minutes to make pertinent public comments. Please dial 415-655-0001. Enter access code, which is 2493-736-7931 to enter the call. Then press uh, press the pound sign twice. When prompted, press star three to submit your request to speak. When you dial star three, you will hear the following message. You have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. When you hear your line has been unmuted, this is your opportunity to provide your public comment and you will have three minutes. Please speak clearly and slowly. You will be placed back on mute once you are done speaking. 
or once your time has elapsed. You can stay on the line and continue to listen to the meeting, and you can also choose to hang out. If you are already on the call, please listen to instructions during each public comment section and pray, uh, press star three on your phone if you have joined us by phone and locate the raised hand icon if you are using the WebEx app. The next order of business is item four, consent agenda. There are no consent agenda items. The next order of business is regular agenda item number 5A, approving an amendment to the recognized obligation payment schedule for January 1st, 2023 to June 30th, 2023, ROPS 22-23 for the successor agency. Discussion and action resolution number 7-2022. Director Koslovsky. Thank you, Secretary Cruz, and good, happy Monday. Good morning, oversight board members. Um, today's uh, action item is a discussion of the recognized obligation payment schedule amendment. Um, the oversight board has received a workshop on this previously, as did the OCII commission. Um, also, today we'll be bringing not only a repeat of the presentation of the matters, but additional information that the oversight board requested regarding the Mexican Museum activities and their members from the Mexican Museum um, present to today, as well as additional information on the increased affordable housing costs related to Mission Bay project and uh, the shipyard project. Um, so that additional information will be presented by Mina Yu, our budget project finance manager. Mina. Thank you, Director. Uh, good morning, members of the board. Uh, again, my name is Mina Yu. I will be presenting the action on the ROPS amendment. Um, as Director Keslowski mentioned, we do have our development partners, our project managers, and city partners also on the line for any further questions. Uh, next slide, please. Um, so, again, just legislative background on the ROPS. AB 26 required successor agencies to create the ROPS, and SB 107 amended the two six month ROPS periods to one fiscal year. It allowed us to also amend the B period, which is the workshop we have before you, or the action item we have before you today. Next slide, please. Um, so an overview of the funding sources, we have our bond proceeds, which includes both prior and anticipated. We have our reserve balances, which are the unex unexpended redevelopment property tax trust fund, or RPTTF. We have our RPTTF admin, which is our administrative cost allowance. We have our RPTC of non-admin along with our other, which includes things like developer payments and grants. Next slide, please. So this table should be very familiar to you. This is um, exactly the same as our workshop presentation. We have no changes since then. Uh, the total change is $12.2 million. And just to go over each of them briefly, once again, um, our ROPS line 49 for our phase two shipyard tax increment allocation pledge agreement. We are increasing our request by $68,000 to capture the additional pledge property tax available. And these will be used to reimburse pre-agreement costs under the phase two DDA. Our line 76 for our property management. Um, we have increases in construction costs due to supply chain issues, along with repairs for fire damage at one of the artist studios at Building 101. In our Mexican Museum line, uh, we are requesting a carry forward of prior year funds to reflect the grant extension that we received from this board on March 28, 2022. Um, this extension extended the term of the agreement to June 2024. 
It allowed for the completion of pre-development and commencement of construction activity. Um, in response to Director Lee's question at the workshop regarding the explanation for the grant agreement, the grant extension, uh, we a letter was produced by the museum and included in the mailing packet. We also do have Victor Marquez on the line to answer any further questions. Um, for phase uh, shipyard phase, sorry, fit, uh, Hunters Point Shipyard Block 5254 Affordable Housing. We are requesting an increased due to interest rate increases and cost escalation, along with a lack of state financing. Um, so this project has been struggling with changes from 2020 to the state's tax exempt bond allocation program. Our affordable housing projects have been impacted in the new competitive allocation process, which has disadvantaged San Francisco projects overall due to our high cost and location. So OCII, along with the mayor's office, is continuing to advocate for changes to the scoring system that will restore the competitiveness of our projects. So this advocacy has helped and some changes were implemented in this application round, such that Block 5254 scored well, and we do anticipate that it will be funded. However, this was the, the project's third application and costs have since increased um, since the approval in August 2021. And so to help fund the larger gap caused by these increases in costs, the developer has applied for other state funds like the infill and infrastructure grant funds, but we don't necessarily expect to get this award. So this is why we're requesting additional ROPS authority to add to our August 2021 loan approval amount. Um, for Mission Bay South Block 9, we, we have experienced several construction delays and the most impactful was from last year's severe rains, which resulted in water damage and time delays both of which increase construction costs. And so we're requesting additional authority to cover this portion of these costs. Um, so again, the total that we are requesting is $12.2 million. The next slide, please. So this table just shows the change from our currently approved ROPS by funding source. And you can see the majority of the increases coming in bond proceeds at 9.2 followed by other funds, along with a slight increase in RPTTF non-admin. Next slide, please. Um, so that slight increase in RPTTF non-admin of $68,000 will have very minimal impact to the taxing entities. It's less than a 1% overall change to our total RPTTF request for the ROPS 2223. Uh, next slide, please. So again, just an overview of the calendar. So we had presented this workshop to you two weeks ago. We presented the same workshop to the commission last week. Uh, pending your approval, we will be submitting the ROPS amendment to the Department of Finance by the end of this week. Um, we will be back before you in January for our ROPS 23-24 workshop and action items to submit it to the Department of Finance by February 1st. Next slide, please. Um, and so that concludes the action item presentation. Thank you. Madam Chair, I think you're on mute. I can't, if you're trying to speak, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, thank you uh, to staff for your presentation. I will turn to my fellow board members for their comments and questions. Okay, um, this is... oh, um, I just wanted to um, uh, 
thank staff for um, more giving a, a better explanation about uh, line 395 than what was provided by Jonathan Rose companies in exhibit C, uh, which was so staff's uh, presentation there was very helpful for my understanding. Uh, board member Lee, did you have your hand up? Yeah, thank you. Um, I, yes, I echo um, Dr. Corrett's comments here. This is helpful. I really appreciate actually having this letter in writing in particular. Um, I was actually just curious to hear from staff. I know that the actual commission met last week and this was on the agenda. Were there any comments made by the commissioners that would be helpful to share? Or do you have like a high level summary as it relates to ROPS? Um, yes, um, I think mostly uh, one of the commissioners asked what our experience with DOF would be in terms of the approval process and what we anticipate the outcomes to be from that review. Um, and I shared that generally we've had a pretty, I guess, high success rate in terms of our approval. Um, we have worked very closely with our developers to get the support documentation in order. So when we do the review with DOF, I think that, that we have a lot of our ducks in a row, so it, it goes well. One of the um, feedback that we did receive from DF a couple years back was that we had this excess RPTTF kind of sitting in our reserves, and so they requested that we just spend this down further. So we did some reallocation, like replanning, and then just making sure that we prioritize what RPTTF we have on hand before we use other sources. Got it. Um, that's helpful. Um, all right, and then the other, the only other question I had is related back to the Mexican Museum. So I'm not sure who can take this. So I did notice in the letter that we received um, that I didn't realize this initially, but the implementation plan uses pro progressive design build, which is I'm very familiar with that in my role on the BART board is how we are building BART to San Jose. Um, one issue when it comes to progressive design build is um, making sure that certainly the consultants that you bring on are very experienced. Um, using that model, but one thing about progressive design build is that you're. As it says, like designing as you go, and so it's very hard to have. The final design and or costs in hand. Um, of this project now for a, like, innovative. Like subway tunneling project, like BART to downtown San Jose, that makes sense because you're using the technology. You don't know what you're going to find when you dig up. For something like the construction of a museum, that that's a it seems a bit unique to be using progressive design build. So, um, for the for OCI staff or pro the project team, how are you going to ensure that there isn't cost bloat, especially for the capital construction of this? And can you talk a little bit more about the um, process of choosing to go with progressive design build. Right, thank you for your question, board member Lee. I, I believe uh, we have Victor Marquez on the line from the Mexican Museum who can answer your uh, speak to your question about that. Victor, yeah, uh, am I on? Can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, thank you for the question, Commissioner. Lee and uh, uh, through Chair Van Degna. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak. Uh, so, uh, a couple of layers here to answer your question. The first one is that we spent a lot of the museum through the building committee spent a lot of time vetting a number of uh, particularly culturally sensitive 
professionals and uh, before making the final decision to go with Cordova Corporation. And one of the driving forces behind Cordova Corporation was the fact that Emilio Cruz uh, would be the project uh, manager who was very experienced and was the chief of staff for uh, uh, Mayor Willie Brown. Uh, and he has experience with uh, design-built uh, projects and bringing them on time uh, and on budget. And so, in terms of having vetted the appropriate team, I think that we that we, in my opinion, I think that we hit a home run there. And so he, what you have in front of you, um, in terms of the budget uh, uh, and the expenditures for, for the rocks through June of, of uh, 2023 uh, were calculated by uh, uh, Mr. Cruz in, on their own volition. We had a cost estimator that came up with the numbers uh, on their own, and we paid about $40,000 for that out, out of the OCI budget. They came in at about $56 million with the, for design bill. And Mr. Cruz came in at about 57 million. So they were off by about 1 million. So having the two different reviews gives us a lot of comfort that we're in that in that range. And that those were two very independent reviews and, and conclusions. Of course, there's going to be cost escalations, labor cost escalations, materials, and so forth. Uh, and uh answer Vantes, uh as well as some of the uh uh, Alfonso Fillon, who worked at the agency previously, and Cervantes, who's a known wealth quantity in San Francisco. This was their concept. This was their idea. They brought it forward. It was approved by staff. We're looking not to reach 50% uh, of uh, diversity, uh, but we're looking to reach 100%. And, you know, even if we don't make 100%, if we reach 80%, working with labor, working with with minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses. Uh, in fact, the the uh, uh, equity uh, builders, equity community builders, is a woman-owned, primarily woman-owned uh, shop, and they're the ones that are running all of the projections for for the budget. So we really have done everything that we possibly could do to to make sure that we have the right team of professionals in place. Um, can you repeat the second part of your question? I think you've answered it, um, but I was wondering why you chose, you know, a progressive design build uh, model for something like the building of the Mexican Museum. Well, so there's two. Yeah, thank you for that. So the team members uh, that have been assembled have experience with that. And I think this is a little bit different as I put in, in the letter that we submitted to Chairman Kluger. Um, you know, this is an 86 million dollar project or 87 million dollar project. We've already assembled together with the support of the agency, the the 10.5 million dollar grant. Um, I combined about 50 million of that, and so uh, the core and shell is built. The facade of the building is done. Um, so this is a tenant improvement uh, process, and. My understanding of why the building committee and the architectural team chose this was to be able to bring in uh, and provide business opportunities to a number of, uh, as I said, diverse members, smaller outfits, 
that would be uh, that would basically have an opportunity to work inside the building. So the way that they're dividing it is by not all floors, but there's some of the architects are working on different floors to design the exhibit space and so forth. So the whole idea was rather than to give it to one shop was to bring in together a team of, you know, the talent. I think when I heard the number, it was like about 150 years of collective experience between all of the team members. So, so that's my understanding. I'm, you know, I'm not an architect uh, and I wish we had an architect on, on the call, uh, but that was the whole concept is to really open it up in a way that it would open up the doors to more small businesses. Okay, um, I understand that. I feel like you can still have like MBE, LBE type requirements without having to use progressive design build. I feel like progressive design build is usually used for projects that are technically unique, where um, the situation will change over the time so that you have to continually refine the actual design as you move through the construction process. So it was just a bit of a surprise to me um, to, to go through that. Um, but anyway, I do really appreciate you coming here, uh, Victor, to answer some of these questions. As you can tell, I think the whole uh, oversight board had a lot of questions. I would just encourage you all to continue coming to uh, the OCI oversight board meetings as there are more updates to share, um, because I think we've all taken a lot of interest in this project. So thank you. That's it. Thank you, Commissioner Lee. Oversight board member Lee, um, if I may, Dorkislavsky. For the record, um, not to prolong the conversation at all, but just to add some additional information. Um, the Hunters Point Shipyard project had a design build project for a very small, somewhat simple building, a modular building. And just two aspects that I'm not sure apply to the Mexican Museum project. I'm still new coming to understand all the history that went into this project. But um, when you don't have a, a clear design, it's good to save time to have a parallel design as you're going through sort of the bidding sort of setup help you sort of save time in the process, but also you have a contractor on board early to deal with constructability issues. So you're right to flag, you know, cost inflation as a, something to manage and think about, um, but you could potentially have some advantages in terms of cost containment by having a general contractor on in a pre-design pre, pre and pre-construction phase. Just wanted to mention that. Thank you. Um, I'm going back to one of the prior items. Um, uh, to actually the item 395. I just have a, a, a question on the numbers. I do think having this letter from Jonathan Rose companies was very helpful. Um, but I wanted to check one thing, which is um, in looking at the sources and uses table in that letter. Um, and just the, the text of the letter, I see that there's an amount mentioned coming from OCII of about $67.9 million, whereas when I look at the um, the ROPS line item itself, I think the total is $66 million. So I just wanted to confirm, um, is the final number going to be that the higher 67.9 or the 66.02? I think that's shown. Um, in the large uh, ROPS file. And I don't know if that's for Alexis or, or Mina. 
Yes, Hi, let me. Oh, yeah, sorry. Elizabeth Colomello, um, housing program manager. I believe the ROPS line, I don't have the ROPS open in front of me, but I believe the ROPS line that you're looking at, um, it, it, the difference is likely the pre-development money that has been spent. Um, so I can, I will double check that, but we, we, um, the, the ROPS line we have set aside is in line with our projections for what the project needs going forward. Yeah, that, that 66 number is the, um, the loan amount. Or that's the final number, rather. Okay. Great. That, thank you. That answers my question. Madam Chair, Vic, Victor Marquez, again, if, if I may, I apologize. I wanted to recognize the chairman. Uh, Kluger of the Mexican Museum is also with us today. And uh, I just did not want to be remiss in recognizing him. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, not seeing any additional questions from board members. Madam Secretary, do you have any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? At this time, if there are any members of the public wishing to comment on this item, please call 415-655-0001, enter access code 2493-736-7937, press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star three to be placed in the queue. If you're already listening to us by phone, please press star three if you would like to provide a comment. And if you are watching us through the WebEx app, click the hand icon to submit your request to speak. Madam Chair, it does not appear there are any members of the public wishing to comment. So hearing no request to speak on the item, I will close public comment. Um, board members, can I get a motion to approve item 5A? I'll move to, I'll move that. Thank you, Vice Chair. Do I have a second? This is Director Lee, I'll second that. Thank you, Director Lee. Uh, Madam Secretary, can you please take roll call on this item? Board members, please announce your vote for item 5A when I call your name. Board member Correct. Aye. Board member Lee. Yes. Board member Williams is absent. Vice Chair Ely. And Chair Van Degna. Yes. Madam, Madam Chair, the vote is four ayes and one absent. The motion carries. Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item six, new matters for future consideration. Madam Chair. Uh, do board members have anything that they would like to cons uh, consider at future meetings? Okay. There are no new matters for future consideration. Oh, the board member Krep. I, I just wanted to confer with um, board member Lee if we wanted to, uh, I mean, with, with other board members, uh, to see if we wanted a, um, a, a more formal update on the fundraising activities of the Mexican Museum. I believe that was a, a topic that we had discussed at a, a prior meeting. Yeah, I would, I would leave it to maybe staff to determine like when the right time is based on the OCI oversight board schedule. Um, but yes, I think an update before the end of this new extension period would be warranted. 
We can we can work on that. Uh, this is Thorke Zlovsky for the record. Thank you. Madam Chair. Victor Marquez again, Madam Chair. So um, when that comes back to you, we'll have some good news to report. Okay. Hearing nothing else, uh, Madam Chair, please call the next item. Uh, the next order of business is item seven, public comment on non-agenda items. Madam Chair. Members of the public who wish to speak on this item, if there are any members of the public wishing to comment on non agenda items, please call 415 655 0001. Enter access code 2493 736 7937. Press the pound sign twice to enter the call, then press star three to submit your request to speak. And again, if you're already on the phone with us, press star three on your phones to uh, be placed in the queue. And if you are using the WebEx app, locate the hand, raise hand icon um, to submit your request. And Madam Chair, I do not see any members of the public wishing to comment on this item. Thank you. We will close public comment. Uh, Madam Secretary, please call the next item. The next order of business is item eight, adjournment. Thank you. Board members, I'll need a motion and a second to adjourn. This is Director Lee. I'll move to adjourn. Thank you, Director Lee. Do I have a second? Second. Thank you, Director. So the meeting is adjourned at 1131. Thanks, all. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you very much.